Inspire Radio proudly presents the Premier of Western Australia. Hello, this is Premier Mark McGowan. This is obviously a very different kind of Anzac Day. This year, coming together in person in our hundreds and thousands just isn't possible. The health risks are just far too great, especially for the older members of our communities, including our veterans. However, I take comfort in the fact that all around this great state, West Australians will mark Anzac Day in their own ways, remembering those who served. At its very core, Anzac Day is the day we as Australians and New Zealanders have to remember those who served our nations in times of war and those who continue to do so, the sacrifices they made for us and the qualities they possessed, the memory, the remembering, that's what's important. There is a reason we will always say, lest we forget. Thank you, and I hope whatever you are doing this Anzac Day during this pandemic, whether you are in Rockingham or listening online, that you are doing okay and have someone you can reach out to. In and around your community, Inspire Radio. Well, look, I'm, I'm Keith Wheeler. I'm uh, um, Anglican priest. I've been a chaplain seven years full-time in the Army and um, another ten as a reserve chaplain. Let me just pray um, for us on this Anzac Day. So, God, thank you, Spirit of life and love, Spirit of forgiveness um, and compassion. Thank you for all our service personnel on both sides of any war games or conflicts because they are people on both sides who have got families and loved ones. So, Lord, help us to know that um, it's about life and love and forgiveness and courage um, and friendship that we form with people of all nationalities and cultures. So, Lord, yeah, direct us. And they just give a few or a particular thought in the theatres of war. Just talk about a man who wrote a book, Barry Hurd, who talked about his experiences in Vietnam. Barry was known in Vietnam... He was a signaller, and he was known as Barry Turd, as you do in the army, that sort of thing. Barry wrote this book called Well Done, Those Men. And he shared some wonderful stories and that in the book. A lot of funny stuff. One of them, where he's going on the train, just in training, and one of his mates had drunk too much, went out for a twinkle in the train, turned and went out the wrong door, which was the exit door, and fell off the train and um, uh, landed reasonably safely, but nobody knew where he had gone until they got back to camp and he came along in a taxi sometime later. Barry, when he returned home from Vietnam, he talked about his PTSD, but he hadn't realised that he had a problem. He worked 16 hours a day. He couldn't sleep. 
He was very angry, changed jobs regularly. And then 20 years later, he had a reunion with some of his B Company Vietnam veterans who said, do you sleep at night? Uh, No. Do you work 16 hours a day or more? Yes, yes, I do that. And I change jobs. And, and he said they all shared the same thing, anxiety, PTSD. So they went to, as he, he did and many of them, then went to some counselling for about three, six months. When he came out of that, he realised that he had to face the issues and get out and talk about his problems. And he accepted an invitation to go to a small country town and speak to a school there, a very small school of children. And when he went, he went on his bike, very fearful, and uh, when he got in front of the class, he talked just a little bit about his service in Vietnam and the pain and the hardship. And then one little boy uh, said in question time, did you kill many people? And Barry was absolutely stunned, gutted by this thing and in tears, couldn't say anything. And the little boy said, if I was there, I would have killed lots of people. And the teacher jumped in and said, thank you. Um, are, there any other, <laughs> are there any other questions? And a little girl said, were you very sad? And Barry said, unbelievably sad. And I still am. But you cannot understand how sad we were. And many of us still are. Then they went out to recess. While they were in the staff room, there was a knock on the door and It was a little girl who asked a question and she spoke to the teacher who came up to Barry and said, uh, look, they want to have a service after recess. Can you cope with that? And Barry reluctantly said yes, because he thought he ought to. And so after this recess, he saw a girl picking flowers or bushes, um, leaves, anything she could get. And when they went over to the hall, to the honour board, she handed some of this vegetation to all the other kids. Barry talked about all the soldiers who did their jobs as Charles Bean went to the front line, a war correspondent in the First World War, who said anybody who did their job was a hero. Anybody, not just famous people. And those who couldn't do their job needed to be cared for and loved because they had tried. And as Barry was riding home on his bike, he, uh, he then thought, that girl has done more for me than she will ever know. And just to add to that, I... I was driving home from an Anzac Day service and I listened to a song by um, Shannon Callum, Mothers 
daughters, wives. Absolutely stunning. I got to some lights listening to this and all I did was cry at the lights because it was the pain of having the loved ones go to war and her daughter's husband go to war and then the grandchildren go to war and the mother's daughters, wives just carried on the pain of all that and I just thought that is stunning and can I say at the end of the Anzac parade I met a a woman the daughter of a a rat of Tobruk who was wounded and walking with three other men or struggling dragging themselves along a track to try and get back to a first aid post and they came around a bend and straight headlong into a German machine gun post. The person in charge of the post looked at the men, all Australians. He sized up that they were no longer combatants. He turned his back. and let them walk on. Lord, thank you for humanity. Uh, Thank you for the good decisions that people make, the humane decisions. Forgive those who didn't make humane decisions, but let them know that they are forgiven forgiven, forgiven, forgiven because there are extraordinary conditions they were working under and there is extraordinary forgiveness for them, compassion and help that they need. Amen. Anzac Day, 2020. This is Anzac Morning. But as the first light of dawn ekes a passage over the horizon, it is clear that today is different. The reality of this day is manifest as the sun's rays melt the shadowy outline of the cenotaph to one of a deserted beacon. The silence interrupted by warbling magpies, not far from us, and a kookaburra adds its laughing voice to the chorus. There is no catafalque party, no resplendent military uniforms, nor service medals on display. No ageing returned members of the services on walking frames and sticks. There will be no speeches, no laying of wreaths, nor bugler. However, the thousands who would usually fill this sacred place will honour this day in a more personal way. It will be no less dignified as they remember those who made their sacrifice that keeps us free today. As they pay homage in their homes or at their front gate, they now wear the uniform of a mass community defence force that is fighting to stave off a new threat. This new threat is invisible, stealthier than a submarine, as it traverses the globe, using its unwitting victims to convey it. Travelling by land, sea and air, it is brutal, when deciding where next to plant its deadly menace. So today's defence community, you and I, 
set and abide by unthinkable social and geographic boundaries and endure the new disciplines and constraints under which we now live. This is our time to reflect even more earnestly upon the sacrifices made by our Anzacs. Their isolation was not a paltry 14 days, but for many a hundredfold. They were not in a hotel, modern home, ensuite bedroom, nor the like, 15,000 kilometres away, much more than a weekend hike. They lived in trenches, in the one set of car keys they had, along with a rifle, knapsack, helmet, and damn hobnail boots. Not your size? Too bad. Their bunk was a hole dug in the wall of the trench, and the ensuite was a hole at the far end of the trenches. No place for modesty here. Their food was delivered, but you never knew when it was due. And when it happened to arrive, the menu for each meal was the same. Bully beef in a can and a dry oat and syrup biscuit, which would later bear their name. No soap or sanitizer or any of that ilk, let alone the thought of maybe a sip of milk. They were stalked by dysentery, pestilence and sunburn, just to add to hunger and thirst. But they followed orders and never gave up. God help me if I'm to be the first. They would curse and scream and cry as they dug another grave and kept fighting 24-7. There were still so many to save. There was no Facebook, Instagram, Twitter or other, just the longing for a letter from home, handwritten with love from your mother. The one thing that sustained them even when they'd forgotten how to hate, was a hand upon the shoulder and the Aussie drawl of, how you going, mate? For this is the steel of Aussies when they're asked to answer the call. I can't let my mates down, so count me in. All for one, one for all. Today's COVID-19 army is not led by shiny button generals barking orders from afar. Rather, leaders elected by us with specialist advice when they ask from the nation's top surgeons in gown and mask. Frontline troops are doctors, nurses and medical staff and we, the community army, playing our role to constrain the spread by our sacrifices, maintaining isolation, social and geographic boundaries, for many, much to their dread. As you prepare your next days and weeks and beyond, you may be tempted to say, this is all just too hard. Well, the answer is simple. Pull on some car keys, grab a spade and dig a trench in your backyard. That's your clarion call. If not for yourself, for your mates. Walk up your street today and bump elbows with your neighbours at their gate and greet them with a hearty. How you going, mate? Lest we forget. This is Inspire Radio.
They shall not grow old, as we that are left grow old. Age shall not weary them, nor the years condemn. At the going down of the sun, and in the morning, we will remember them. Uh-huh. <laughs>